0: Shabbos, good Shabbos. I woke up this morning and I was um, super clear to me that I'm not supposed to speak this morning because the Torah that we need to hear this morning is going to come straight from Amichai. It's very clear to me, although usually on Bar Mitzvah or Bad Mitzvah, the B-Mitzvah, I usually begin and and give a full Torah, but I just want to be the opening act for Amichai this morning who will give his Torah over as to frame the first Aliyah for the community <clears throat> we call the first Aliyah here in Rome open up meaning, Aliyah, which means to come up to the Torah, is the up and open means it's for everyone or anyone it's open, up and this morning, the reading, if you are holding a red Bible, a red chumash, it's on page 1015. 1015. How you guys doing, okay? How's the heat? It's okay? The reading... That Amichai will offer is from a very, very jam packed and full Parsha portion of the week. Parsha Vat Hanan is famous for the second Decalogue, the second time the Ten Commandments or Ten Utterances are given. This time, not by God, at least the first two. The ten utterances here are distinctly Moshe speaking to the people and also are very different than the first utterance, the first time they appear in the book of Shemot in chapter 19. It's also famous for the Shema and the first paragraph of the Shema. And so as a a prelude to the first Aliyah chapter 5, verse 1 through verse 18, which we'll be reading. Moses tells the people, Listen, obey, really, in this context. Obey to these laws that I will give you, that I will utter in your ears, you must study them and observe them verse 3 God ya yeah, covenanted us cut a deal with us cut a deal cut an agreement with us in, at Chorev the Deuteronomic name for the mountain of Sinai verse 4 goes on to say God spoke to us face to face out of the fire and now this verse, verse five which will be my little introduction to Amichai at that moment Moses says to the people reminding them you were afraid of the direct connection to God and so you asked me to be the interceder the one who stood between you and God he reminds me of that moment because it was, wasn't a great moment. The people said, you speak to us, we're afraid of God, end of story. But in the Hasidic mind, in the school of Hasidism, this kind of 17th century, I'm sorry, 18th century through now, that lineage of mystical reading of Torah, the Hasidic masters read this differently. Not as at that moment I stood between you and God. Anochi, the word here is anochi. I stood between you and God, but they li- really read it. They literally read it as anochi, that all I am's, all egos that are inflated, that imagine themselves to be the interceder between us and the absolute, that stands between us and God. Anochi omed. Oh I am, the I am stands between us and God, the ego, the super inflated, super agentic. And so in a way, it's about tzimtzum, about being able to pull back and make room for others. So how appropriate that the rabbi of this community is now off stage and the real teacher this morning, Amichai, And that is, again, the greatest gift you can give us and give your mom and this family is your Torah, your understanding of what it is that you're about to read. When that happens, the chain of tradition is intact. So I invite you this morning to come and teach us your Torah Amichai. And we will incline our ears to all that you will place in it.
1: In my parasha, Bayit Hanan, Bnei Israel received the Ten Commandments. I thought hard about them, and at first I thought that the last six were the ones, were the only ones that we actually needed to obey. The ethical commandments. Respect your parents, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, and don't covet. I thought that the first four were just traditional. I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. Don't worship other gods don't use my name in vain, and keep Shabbat. At first I didn't connect as much to them because they seemed focused on God. I don't really see God as the center and source of all beings, so the commandments that focused on God didn't seem relevant to me to obey in everyday life. However, I do believe in life and society in the universe, because all of us exist in this universe, more specifically on Earth. We all need to protect and love each other so that we can all thrive. That's my God. I resonate more with a universal God than a particular Jewish God. And therefore, the universal focus commandments made more sense to me than the particular Jewish ones. I have have a children's book called What is God's Name? by Rabbi Sandy Eisenberg Sasso. And after reading it, it inspired me to change my way of seeing God. It talks about what everyone's idea of God is. And at the end, they all say, God is love or the way I would interpret it in my non-God-believing way, everyone in the universe is connected by love. So maybe the first commandment isn't so relevant to obey after all. Once I found my way of believing in God, I was able to fully receive all ten of the commandments. I've written interpretations of the first four commandments so so that they are now meaningful to me and hopefully to you too. I've also drawn a chart which you can find in your program. If you look at the chart in your program now, you can see how the chart shows how the commandments are connected to each other. So these are the Aser the Ten Commandments interpreted by me, Amichai. Number one, I am God. I'm, I'm interpreting this one as we are all connected by love. Um, number two, you shall have no other gods besides me. Or my interpretation is, don't do stuff that makes us turn from love. Don't do stuff that seems immoral because it isolates you from loving others. If you do something immoral, meaning if you do something wrongful or not loving, like stealing or murdering or any one of the other things that the commandments tell you not to do, then that's going against our idea of loving each other, which is doing things that are immoral or just not loving. That is for me committing idolatry. Number three, don't use God's name in vain. I'm interpreting this one as, don't use love to manipulate others. Don't use my name, which is love, to hurt other, in a way that hurt, hurts others. Number four, rest on Shabbat. This connects with loving others because you should rest and spend time with your family and friends. This is loving them and loving yourself by giving yourself a break. Give yourself a day, Saturday, to rest and build loving connections. Number five, respect your parents. Your parents take care of you and love you, and so you should love them back. And when they get older, you should take care of them as well. Number six, don't murder. Number seven, don't commit adultery. This one is connected to the third commandment, which I interpreted as, don't use love to hurt others. Number eight, don't steal. Number nine, don't lie. Although my opinion is that you should be able to lie if it's a life or death situation. In general, though, don't lie because it's immoral, and if you do, no one will trust you. Number 10, don't covet or don't envy others. But I think an exception would be that you can silently envy, or you could say to your friend, oh, you're so lucky that you have that blank, like being happy for them. But if you're so envious that you would go to any measure to get that thing that your friend has, then that would be immoral. My kavana and my hope to you today, for you today is to think about this, A lot of people do not agree with loving each other. They have no respect for others. I think we need to change that by protecting each other because when we hurt each other, we're forgetting we are one connected by love.